0: is Money Live on ESPN 97.5 and on ESPN 97.5.com live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios. Here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan.
1: Put the paper in a- Let that ride out a little bit. T thinking of a master plan is what we're doing here on a Sunday morning. It's Monday Line on ESPN ninety seven five. It's Josh Jordan. It's that boy Tyler Cito. And it's your man Jerry Bono's with a Z. We're trying to get you in the in the mood, I guess, for some fantasy football, in the mood for some football, period. And our guy Lamont chimes in he says, the Texans are ass stank. That's all he says. And you know it's it's something to it because and he's a Texans guy. It just it got to a point, I think, to where they, they let you down so much that you think, I'm not going to do this to myself another year. I'm just not going to do it. But that makes, I guess, the the fan in all of us, the optim, optimism, right? Like saying, maybe skepticism, let's call it skepticism, uh, saying maybe this is a year. Maybe. I'm not sure. What we do know is that we have a new running back, and he came at a price. He came in, I guess, in a trade that, I left a hole, but I guess they're trying to make it seem like it filled a hole in the running back position. We're talking about David Johnson, and can he go back to what he once was? Because that's what the Texas organization is painting him, him as. Man, they're, he better.
2: I think they're paying him like eleven million bucks this year. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like they're counting on him to do something. And I brought it back up last segment through the first quarter of the season, he was like the number eight. PPR running back in fantasy football last year so we did have some success before he got hurt but name a guy on the Texans that isn't super injury prone on the offense I mean it's all these guys I mean I really think they're keeping Kenny Stills he's a seven million dollar insurance policy for Will Fuller who pays their number four
1: receiver seven million dollars a year the Texans because they have to it's a lot of guys, when you look at this team overall and you try to preview them, you try to, to get a read on them, say, do, is it worth betting that over seven and a half win total that Vegas has them sitting at? You say injuries. That's what's going to play a lot here. And if, if if there isn't any injury talk later on, then, yeah, they could very well be a good team. I'm not sure if they have Super Bowl aspirations. But I know one thing that I'm, it better be a big jump at $11 million from David Johnson to what Carlos Hyde left behind because – Carlos Hyde, 245 carries. That's something that Johnson's only done twice in his career. He's not built for that type of workload. We knew that Hyde in that Kansas City game, when he kept running up the middle in between the tackles and keeping Mahomes off the field, that's how they pulled off that that, that upset with keeping the ball away from Mahomes with a a running back that could run between the tackles. But now you have... Two guys that have pretty much the same kind of skill set, and Duke Johnson as well. I'm not saying that Duke Johnson is David Johnson, but he's also a guy that catches. I'm not sure if he's that great of in between the tackle runner. And I'm just, I don't want to go back and and think of what David Johnson was, and I want to think about what I've seen. And the, the Cardinals obviously saw that if Kenyon Drake runs you out of town that quick, then then how bad was Johnson for them to do that? Yeah, and, and it was that money too. You know, when you're having to. Pay your running back
2: eleven million bucks, and I think he's still got a lot on his contract next year too. So that's why they were willing to to, to move on. I, I'm not super hopeful. I mean, David Johnson had that one really really good season, and that was like three four years ago. So. Look, he's in great shape. You've seen, you know, all the reports out of camp, and you know he's determined, and he wants to prove that the Texans made the right, you know, move in trading for him. So we'll see. But he's going about number thirty-seven overall, as far as a you know a fantasy running back in PPR. I don't know what what other running backs are around him. Around him, you can get Melvin Gordon, who's going right around him at thirty-eight overall. James Conner is going around forty. And one I really like is Jonathan Taylor. And we'll talk about him, the Colts' new running back, since we're going to talk about the AFC South. He's got a lot of juice. Now, Hyde
1: last uh, last year, 16 targets he only had like 10 catches the entire season and Duke Johnson uh, career low at 62 targets we know that he didn't even play that many snaps he barely even touched the ball under 10 touches that's not what he was brought here for at least not that's how much you paid for a third round pick for a guy that touches the ball that few times that wasn't the equation that the Texans painted out whenever they made this deal I'm not sure that that but again so now how are you going to fit him into the scheme because uh, we talked about David Johnson never hitting that 245 mark other than two times in his career that's something that Hyde did. Where do you fit in Duke into the equation? Because it at this point Duke has to see the field more than he saw last year. He does, but
2: he's not a, a big guy. You know, he really is a third down type running back. So I'm concerned. Like, who's really going to get those tough yards inside? I think they they want David Johnson to be that guy, but we haven't really seen that from him a lot over the course of his career. So there's some concerns there for real but the one thing i will say let's go to some positive stuff i think the texans offensive line will be a top 10 offensive line in the league this year they have all their starters returning i really like this group so i think i think deshaun's
1: going to be protected better and i think there will be more holes to run through do you think that uh with that seven and a half i I feel like there's going to be a lot of games that they're trailing and i feel like i feel like that watson the big thing of him is not you know that there was many times when you're watching him, and you're just thinking, "Man, just let go, like just let go of the ball." Don't that extra one, two seconds that equals the X amount of sacks throughout a year. I'm tired of seeing him on the ground, man, or and the way he takes the hits. When you see Russell Wilson, it's like he falls on a on a on a on a bed of feathers, you know, of goose feathers. That's he's just he just so slightly falls. When you see Watson in that Cowboys game, it was. Bang, you know what I mean, to the ribs it, it, right before halftime. You know, the whole halftime, I was stressed. Watson My, ribs, some kill were shots, My ribs were hurting during that halftime. Yes. I'm just stressed thinking, why did he do that? And then remember
2: the Bills game we're on fourth down to try and seal the Bills <laughs> game? They run him up the middle when like every single defensive lineman was in the A-gap. And they send him right into the A-gap. I'm like, what are you doing, Bill O'Brien? My Lord. But at least it looks like Tim Kelly's going to be calling the
1: plays this year. That's going to be something different. You think it'll get better, Jerry? It has to. We, it, it matters is pride. You know, when we talk about coaching staffs on this team and, and up top, front off, it's pride. So, how much pride can O'Brien put aside and just let that man do his job and say, "Okay, you do your job, and I'm gonna we let's let's see if it works"? Because what I've been doing, I'm obviously holding back. Watson, he's got to know in his head. There's no way that he walks around in his head. He, O'Brien's not a dumb guy. I mean, he's a smart character not football character he's a smart person you can't tell me that in his head he doesn't know that he's messing up he has to know that he's holding back the train that could be going that's what we get right now and the odds as far as just for the AFC south they go ahead and tell us that the the texans before all the moves before the hopkins move they were favored after everything's changed now they're at plus 291 you have the Colts leading the way. Let's get into them. You talked about Taylor. Go ahead yeah. and tell us why you do like him so much. Man, he's he's
2: explosive. The only problem with Jonathan Taylor is where I brought up a couple segments. He's a rookie. You know, no real offseason. season. You know, it's we're not going to have any preseason games. Just think about this. I mean, this past Thursday would have been the Hall of Fame game. This upcoming Thursday would have probably been the Texans' first preseason games. We're not going to get to watch any of that. It's crazy. Hard Knocks is already being taped. Yes. So, it, all these rookies, I'm really concerned because you don't know what you're going to get because you still have Marlon Mack on the team. You know, he's not he's a good player. So, you just worry, is, is Jonathan Taylor going to be one of those guys where kind of like – uh You know, the Eagles running back last year. Is he going to be a guy that's not really
1: helping your fantasy team until half the season is already over? And that's the thing. Okay, when we talk about this season, we prove we're going to use that a lot. Is it a rookie? Is it a guy on a new team or is it a coach joining a new team, trying to do his system? Cause it's the same thing with Brady and company where that has to get thrown into the equation. So with Taylor, no matter how good he is though, what's the window that he gets be- before he fully starts getting the workload that he deserves? Because we, let's say six games, it's maybe it's, Easing them in because they have Mac. They have Hines still. Yeah. They have guys. Hines is a third down guy. So what you're going to take Hines completely out of the game most of the time? He's still got to get his. So how many downs per drive does Taylor have to be able to solidify himself as a uh, as a as a full work load type guy? Mac he's he's not that great at catching. You know yeah. what I mean? So that's why okay. Maybe Taylor can can run him off the field that wise, but but for a while I think Max still' going to have his position
2: He is you know I compare it to Miles Sanders last year with the Eagles. You know he was amazing down the stretch, but he didn 't do a lot for you early in the year, and if that 's the case, and you invest a fourth fifth round pick on a guy that doesn 't help you until eight games into the season, you might already be out of the playoffs by the time he 's producing for you.
1: Yeah and that's the thing you got to be careful for it's you got to plan ahead when does he take over the job does he it what if it lasts all year what if Matt comes out and with the with the the work split say they're doing 15 16 touches i mean how many that's a team that runs they have a great offensive they have line maybe the best offensive line in football so the upside is enormous so say how many touches they because like a Seattle team you know that that backfield was doing 33 35 rushes per the running back position so how many do they split up in there cuz Hines is not a, Again, the third down guy split him up 15, 16 a piece. That's what you might get with Taylor, but he costs a lot right now. He's getting the draft position. Look at it. He's about 50 something, and 30 spots later, Max going off the board. So, yeah, Max's a good value. He's a good value. Everyone wants the shiny little, the new car, but everyone doesn't want the old El Camino back there. And they, oh, Max still sitting back there. El Camino sitting back there saying, hey, I'm going to touch the ball just as much as he is, probably the first six games, and you could get me 30 picks later. What yeah. about me? That's where the that, that's a good value. I'm going to be targeting him just in case. Just in case you want to target better value, there's only one place that I find value and that's at mybookie.com. AG, I'm gonna tell you what you gotta do. You're gonna go over there and you're gonna go to Champions League. I'm not here. This is between you and I. You listening, don't tell this to anybody else because Champions League, that's later on this week, and I'm giving you the pick now so you can lock in the odds. So you're gonna go to my bookie, you're gonna hit Champions League, you're gonna go to Atalanta and against PSG, and you're gonna hit the over on that game quietly. Don't tell nobody, it's me and you. And you only do it at MyBookie using promo code radio. You open it up account, you get all the rewards, all the player perks, and customer service. Because because I can't tell you how many times I've been gambling on random sites and I can't even find no one to talk to. They misgraded my, my play the other day. Not only did I win a bet, but then I'm, I have my players hitting me up saying, hey, I don't even understand soccer. I don't even watch it. I just bet it because you do. And my play, does this win? I'm thinking, yeah, that's a win. Your book's telling you that's a loss. You will never have that at my bookie because you have someone to speak to. Again, go to MyBookie.ag. You're going to open up an account, you're going to use promo code radio, and you're going to start getting on these bookie buster bets. And you're going to start right there with PSG Atlanta on uh, Tuesday or Wednesday in Champions League. I'm sorry because uh, I got everything mixed up a little bit here. But uh, this week, Champions League, PSG, at Atlanta over three at my bookie. You heard it here first. That's the only place I gamble on. They got live odds. They got team totals. And I'm going to give you one before we get out of here. I got the best bet of the day. Again, only at mybookie.ag. Use promo code RADIO and get ready to win some money.
0: If you can't get enough of your favorite ESPN 97.5 show, we've got just the thing for you, and it's not f-ing safe for work. Won't somebody please think of the children? For all the uncensored interaction, head over to twitch.tv ESPN 97.5. Say what? You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5 and on ESPN 97.5.com live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios. Here's Jerry Bow and Josh Jordan.
1: Welcome back to Moneyline where we knock doors down on the bookie and hopefully you do that with that Champions League play PSG Atalanta on over three. Later on, don't tell nobody I told you that, though. Keep that between us. Fire up that barbecue pit because it's Moneyline on a beautiful Sunday morning, and the squad is here in the counter four, and we are going to keep cooking in the AFC South. And we're going to cook on these favorites because that's who the Colts are. They're the favorites all of a sudden. Um, they didn't start that way. Do you agree with that? I do now, I guess, from... The moves from the Texans, uh, you know, when Hopkins left, obviously you have to move them down some. You had to take away something from them, but – to me, it's up in the air. The Colts are—I I don't know what. Uh, let's start there with Philip Rivers. I don't know what Big Philly's going to bring, Big Philly style, over there. I don't—I'm not sure. I saw him make a lot of boneheaded plays, man. And you think, well, maybe it was a team. He was loaded with weapons for a long time. If you look at who who he had, who Philip Rivers had during his time, he always usually had running backs, and he always had a good tight end. And he usually had one or two good receivers. So what happened? Because a lot of his play was like bad interceptions. I mean, look at the bad interceptions he was making. I'm not sure that maybe he did need to change the scenery. The one thing that they didn't ever have was a good offensive line for a long time.
2: You know what I mean? Like the last few years, they have not had a good offensive line. He's taken a lot of hits. We just talked about the Colts last segment. They have maybe the best offensive line. So he's definitely getting an upgrade there. But we're seeing that, you know, T.Y. Hilton is, is dealing with a hamstring injury right now. And I mean, they're not even really playing, you know, we're not having any preseason games. And we saw T.Y. Hilton was dinged up last year too. He's, he's over, you know, he's in his thirties now. So he's starting to get a little older Texans fans have to like that. Cause how many times has T.Y. Hilton absolutely killed you as a Texans fan. So he's getting a little older, but I think the running game is going to be really good. So we'll see if, you know, if he
1: can't do it this year with that offensive line, he's probably done. Okay, so we talk about Hilton. They tried to plug the hole in, drafting Michael Pittman. Yes. What are your thoughts about Pittman? Reminds me of like a Vincent Jackson kind of receiver. Perfect. You know what I mean? Some- and, and, and Philly right there, with yeah. Rivers. That's that's the perfect connection. Again, another receiver that he had. He's had receivers. Can Pittman live up to the hype? Because there's hype around him. There's, I mean, who's the third guy? Pascal? There's, there's space opportunity for him. There's always time that Hilton misses. We've seen that constantly when I'm handicapping games. I remember vividly thinking, man, Hilton's out or he he's questionable. Pittman's there. It might be his moment. It might be.
2: And the one thing that we have to remember – is Phillip Rivers throws to his running backs more than anybody I can even think of. You know, Austin Eckler, I mean, what a huge year he had last year. That's the thing. We talked about how bad their offensive line was. Well, Phillip Rivers was having to dump the ball off to the running back a whole lot. So that's why, you know, Naeem Hines might be a nice PPR weapon for you really late in the draft. If he's getting all those, you know, checkdowns. He could have a pretty good year. So that's that's why we're really interested in the backfield for the Colts, because I think they're gonna catch a lot of passes and they're gonna have a lot of success running the ball because the offensive line's so good. And
1: not just that. So we've talked about his receivers he's had, running backs that he's had. He's always had tight ends and he falls into that predicament again. Jack Doyle and they pick up Trey Burton. Yes. And he didn't really do much with the Bears. Remember the hype on Trey Burton? Oh, I think man. it was two years ago yeah. when the, the Nagy, right when you were thinking, oh, this is his time. He, he was going to do the Kelsey. You know, he was going to be the next Travis Kelsey. Yes. And everyone was drafting. I, I remember Burton came off the, the board like in the seventh round in a in fantasy draft. Boys were getting him. And you saw how that ended up. But he gets another shot at it here. And we know that they run too tight in sets so often, especially in the red zone. You see that there's opportunity. Ebron's gone.
2: Yeah, Ebron's not there. He was a good red zone threat. So you bring up a good point. I mean, he threw it to Antonio Gates for
1: so many years. You know, he loves – he targets the tight end. And then Henry he had for a while. He's yes. always had that. It seems like this fits because there's coaching staff here that has ties to him also throughout his career. There's This is like a, a reunion, some are calling it, because that that's why Rivers wanted to go there because he has connections to a lot of that coaching staff. He does, and he's he's a
2: guy that – You know he's from the south. He doesn't want to go somewhere like New York, or you know he didn't even want to be in LA. Remember, wasn't he driving in from San Diego like like for hours because he didn't want to be there? So I think it's a good fit for them. My big question is the Titans. I mean, they were in the AFC Championship game, right? I mean, we're just overlooking
1: them. I'm not. I'm not. I learned a lot from them. They Tannehill. Just whenever you when you hear that name. You just It gives you a bad taste, but you remember what it was, and you don't remember what he was. Uh, you, you remember years previous to what he did. You don't remember what it was last season. If you look at that Titans team, whenever I was handicapping, they were scoring 20 points in every second half of the last like six or seven games. That team can score because I'm an overbetter, so I would always know, man, they're pretty much good for about 18 to 20 points. I only need about a touchdown from another team to hit that second half over, and that's where we're going to get. Uh, my question is, as an offense, we always see... The last few years, Henry, towards the end of the season, his workload picks up. Do they do that constantly throughout this season again, saving him for that run? Because if you run him to the ground the way they run him in the playoff runs, do you do that all year? That might not be good. But at one point or another, you gotta have him the full game sample running like that. You have to. You know, running back years are cut short. They relate to x amount of carries. When does that come off?
2: It's interesting. Late in the years when they really use him, because you know guys are making business decisions. You know they don't want to get in front of him and take those hits. But something to keep in mind: he had over four hundred touches last year.
1: That's, That's a lot, over four hundred. And a lot of those are carries. Yes, not not, not he's not really a, a pass catching guy. No. You got to remember that. So a lot of those are straight up carries. And we see that with fantasy running backs
2: after a season of four hundred touches, a lot of them have a down year. And he just got paid, so. You know, that's – to me, I'm kind of worried about him. Those are some question marks for
1: me. He got that big contract. Is he going to be his – determined as he was before and that's the thing I get scared of whenever someone finally gets paid does the, does the organization does the coach feel like man he's got to earn it so like, same thing with, with David Johnson that's another maybe a plus because maybe O'Brien being so hard headed and saying you know what I got to make this look like it worked you know David Johnson was a good move and if I feed him the ball X amount of times more like that could play to your advantage if you have David Johnson and O'Brien's hard headed I can very well see him thinking that way being like no we're going to make this work this this was a good trade. No matter what, any way you look at it, look how it worked. That's what I think you're going to see again. Going to the to, to, to the Henry, do they say, man, you're going to earn this? You're not waiting to to week 14 anymore. It's week one. Give him the ball 25 times. I, I think
2: he's going to have that opportunity for sure. Remember, Jack Conklin, their right tackle is gone. So the offensive line's not quite as good. I think he signed with the Browns this offseason. So the the O-line won't be quite as good for the Titans. But, man, Tannehill split, you know, towards the end of the year last year. He was fantastic. Even from a fantasy perspective, Tannehill was good. So we'll just – can they recapture that magic again? That's what I think we're all curious
1: about. How about at the wide receiver position? You like anything.
2: You like A.J. Brown? I think Corey Davis is already hurt. I'm tired of him. Yeah, And it looks like he was a bust. So, you know, I think A.J. Brown's a guy that I like, you know, target him in the
1: middle rounds. He has a lot of upside. Now, we talk about upside on these teams, and we close out the AFC South with the, with the team that has the less upside, and that's the Jaguars. Ugh. We talked about Fournette. What's going on with him, man? Because he still carries a high, a decent ADP. I'm, not, I'm staying away from him, and I hate to say that. When we talk fantasy football, there's no guys that you never want to be that guy that says, man, I'm completely staying away from him. Everyone has a price. So you're telling me you wouldn't grab Fournette if he dropped to the 13th round? Yes. Right, of course. So everyone has a price. So don't just be that guy. Don't ever shorthand yourself, shortchange yourself by saying, man, I'm just not ever grabbing that guy. Because if everyone has that thought about him, at one point, it becomes value. So keeping that in mind, is there any of these Jacksonville Jaguars that that you have as far as fantasy relevant? Uh, maybe DJ Chark. Uh, you know, I, I'm
2: just I'm kind of worried about Gardner Minshew. I, I don't know if he's the real deal or not. So – It feels like Fournette, at least, he's kind of interesting. He's going 28 overall. I don't think I'm taking him that early.
1: I think that the Jaguars are on their last limb with him, too. Remember, there was some trade talk right before the NFL draft. Uh, I was talking to Josh about last season they had like a two-week gap from flying overseas that it was basically a two-week period of of off time. When they asked him, what have you done during the off time? This man said, I've laid in bed and ate gumbo every day. That was his answer. Straight up, honestly. I I listened and I thought to myself, the 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 what is going on here? You know what I mean? Like uh, I listened to all the other interviews, guys were like, "Man, I've been staying focused. I've been reading into new plays. We're we're trying to carry the momentum." And then it came to him and it was like 6 seconds he's like, "I haven't got out of bed. I've been eating gumbo." Then they switched to the next guy and it was like, <laughs> "I've been learning the playbook." I said, "Man, that's not that's not what you want for the investment that they paid for for Fournette For was supposed to be big time." Yeah. I mean, he he looked like a You know, a generational type player when he was coming out, and is is the gumbo game that good in Jacksonville, Florida? (laughs) Let's go over to the HRP listener line before we hit this next break. Jamal wants to talk about the NBA card. What's going on, Jamal?
0: What's up, Jerry? Uh, I'm looking at this total right now in the San Antonio. uh, Who we got? San Antonio New Orleans game It's in at two thirty eight. Think that's a little too high.
1: Man, it's like you know me. It's like you read my mind because that's one of the bets I'm going to be on today. I like that over, man. I just uh, the way these you like teams, that over, okay. I do, man. The way that the Spurs play now with no Aldridge is just a different team. If you look at them, they play real small and they run up and down that court often. Their their defense isn't that great. I believe that that's what you're going to see today. I mean, we know that New Orleans is going to run. It's a little high. I actually like the first half because I, I always think, man, in, in in close games that have high totals, if it gets down close, think of the of the coaching and and I think that pop. If if it gets close and it's late he knows that he's got to slow that game down so you might lose x amount of possessions towards the end of that game so maybe split it if you were going to bet a max bet put half on the first half and uh the other half on the second but i do like the over man the way that those spurs play now they play small with no audridge they run
0: okay so you like that over what about this houston game uh you think they you think they cover that five and a half i think it opened at four and a half uh not sure on the westbrook news if he's playing or not
1: man I'm scared of still I know that the Westbrook injury is still going to play in, into a it's going to factor here I, I do think that the that the Rockets end up covering that though but whenever I looked at the head-to-head here one thing that I noticed is that the Rockets they're eight and two straight up at five and five against the spread over the last ten and uh, the thing that I noticed was that they've scored over 62 points in the last four head-to-head matches in the first half so if you look at that like let's go back to December uh, 23rd of 2019 60 in the first half then they went 64 the previous matchup then they went 63 then they went uh that's that's the one low and then they went back to 61 so if you see the the trend here and then this rockets team is more high scoring than the other one i think the rockets come out and they blast them in the first half if you can get it anything under 60 around that 58 i would take it there but yeah take rockets team total that's actually the play i was going to have today Rockets team total all right man appreciate it jerry i appreciate you thanks for calling in
2: and guys just a quick second here one of the big changes we're all dealing with is wearing a mask, right? And I got mine right here from Boomer Naturals. And not all the masks offer the same comfort and protection. And that's why we all here at ESPN 97.5, we recommend the Boomer Naturals three-layer comfortable and highly breathable masks. And that's one of the great things about it is it's breathable and it protects. And you see all the time people pulling their masks down and, and they have their nose hanging out because they can't breathe and it's not comfortable. Well, what's the point of wearing the mask if it's not covering your nose and mouth? You don't have to worry about that with Boomer Naturals, they're comfortable. They give you great they give you great protection. One reason they're highly protective is the nano silver technology. It's woven into the fabric, and it can block those tiny drops and particles from getting to the nose and mouth. And that's what you want right now, guys. If you're going to wear it, you want great protection. They also offer the the nano silver net gaiters if you want to go that route. And another great thing is they donate one face cover for every one they sell. It's it's a really great deal. They help tens of thousands of Americans, and, and you have to love that. So how do you get one of these? That's easy, guys. You go to boomernaturals.com. You're going to use the promo code Jordan, my last name, Jordan, and you'll save 20%. What a great deal. Save 20% just by putting in that promo code, promo code Jordan. Get free shipping and handling when you spend at least 50 bucks online at Boomer Naturals. It's a great deal, guys. Check it out. Boomer Naturals.
0: Years of research and innovation. Innovation Map is the new voice of innovation in Houston.
1: Pretty cool, huh, Morty?
0: Covering startups, tech, energy, health, social impact, and more. Visit InnovationMap.com today. Do it now. Do it. Do it. Do it now. Ah. This is Money Live on ESPN 97.5. ESPN com. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline.
1: 30 minutes left before we leave you in the hands of your barbecue pit. Maybe a little bit of beer. Maybe a little bit of family. Maybe a little bit of winning. That's ho- hopefully what we choose to do here on Moneyline on ESPN97.5. Welcome back, guys. Let's talk a little bit of of good fortunes, right? Because we talked about the Astros and, and our injuries. What about uh, Giancarlo Stanton? And he's likely headed to the DL, hamstring injury. Yeah, that's a shocker. <laughs> I, I watched the replay, and it just – I mean, I I never wish injury on a player. I mean, I'm, let's put that out there. But I saw him, he was running around to from first to second, and, and I saw him kind of just pull up, and you're like, oh that, that, whoa, 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 there it is. And then all of a sudden, the next time he came to bat, he can not bat, they just pulled him out, and I thought – well, this is something that we've seen before. We talked about before the season, the magnitude of what would used to be a little injury over the longevity of so many games. Now that it's cut the season, man, the implications are huge. Yeah. And I think that right now every team needs every bat, every gun they got right now to, to go up there and fight and, this is, uh, I guess, positive news for the rest of the league because I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, the Yankees look good. I mean, past their one-two pitching, past their first pitching, which I don't even like to use his name in this city no more. <laughs> but uh, past that, man, they've had trouble. I, I mean, I watch them pretty often. Their bats are there, but they had trouble other than Judge hitting home run after home run every single game. Um, they look like, the, to me, the perennial favorite to Them and the Dodgers, unfortunately, that's the way it's looking. Um but still, I just uh, this got to be bad news for the for the Yankee fan. It is, but he's heard a lot, so they're used to it I, I think with the injuries, you know we did a video
2: on this on sports map. Uh, it was a j Hoffman and John Grenato. Go check it out, and we just talked about who's to blame for all these injuries because you know Verlander and Osuna, we see them already going down. You know, Max Scherzer had to leave his start with a hamstring the other day. We saw Clayton Kershaw missed his first start of the season across the league, man. A lot of these, especially pitchers. Yeah, Strasburg too. Good point. So, you know, we were talking about like who's to blame, and they ultimately said, "Hey, it's it's on the pitchers." You knew when the season was going to start. You knew you had to be ramped up and be ready. I think some of it's on MLB because we saw a lot of practices get canceled because the test results, you know, hadn't gotten back yet, so they had to send guys home. So, I think there's a little bit of blame to go around, but.
1: This is a lot, and these are big-name players too. And you see it in pitching. That's what you're seeing. There's no way that these pitchers could have the same workload to start the season whenever things have been so off. Yeah, there's been the spring training or whatever it was, these exhibition games, but there's nothing like full-game action and and going at it. What happens in football whenever we're talking about no-contact these guys no preseason, so what happens? You you really lay the wood on somebody during practice? Whenever you finally throw on the pads, you're not gonna. I don't think you do, right? There's still got to be, 95 percent maybe that you don't. I mean, you can't just go up there and lay it out. So what happens week one when you finally take that first hit? You you haven't been in a long time. Uh, that's not going to be good. No, and think about for the Texans, you're having to go up against
2: the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes in that first game when you haven't really had any real action. Been forever, and you got to go, you know, chase Travis Kelsey around the
1: field. Like, oh, I I think the first couple weeks might be ugly. You taking the 10 points? Tell us right now. We're all friends right here. We're, everyone's listening. Will Josh Jordan take the 10 points in the Houston Texans on that Thursday? Uh, I, I think the Chiefs win by more than 10.
2: Ooh, wow. I, I mean, I'm sorry, but you saw what happened in the, the the playoff game. They put up, what, 51 points on the Texans?
1: Yeah, if anyone looks at you with a straight face and just says, man, know, the Texans upset. It's, it's tough after seeing 51 points. Yeah. And, and that's the one thing they didn't get better at. No, and there a lot of them were fluky points for
2: the Texans, where you know scoring on you know turnovers on on punts and stuff like that, to where like Watson just could not get anything going in the you know in the second half of that game, and that's what worries me is we're seeing a pretty big sample size of Deshaun hasn't been great in the playoffs. I mean, he really hasn't, and now he doesn't have DeAndre Hopkins to throw the ball to. I'm concerned. I I think we are going to see Deshaun get better and have a nice season, but.
1: I just worry week one. I mean, it, that's that's a lot to play the Chiefs week one. Now, uh, going back to uh, this here, I got a little story. I always, you know, when you hear these baseball walkout songs, I always think, man, I wonder what mine, you know, I used to always think, of, what would I walk out to, mm-hmm. right? Well, the Atlanta Braves organist, Matthew Kaminsky, he's uh, known around the league for for. for Being a jokester, I guess, right? He's real clever with the songs. For example, when uh, Starlin Marday comes out, he plays Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star, you know, just things like that. Well, Toronto Blue Jays catcher Reese McGuire came up and he played Beat It, right? (laughs) So then nobody really got it. But then come to find out McGuire was arrested in February for public masturbation. (laughs) <laughs> and the Atlanta Braves organist was on top of this. I got to give him a, a, a round of applause for that, you know, because, I, I, you know, no one else caught it but probably the guy that did it. You know, the catcher, he's probably thinking, dang it. <laughs> 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 but I always thought about that, man, because I said, if it was me, you know, I would I would be acting a fool. I'd be on top of it. During during basketball, you see the guys all the time. They play during commercials. They play little clever things, and you think, okay, that's pretty smart. But this guy here, man, a uh, that's playing with fire, it is well, I mean what's funny is everybody
2: doing this show right now has been a producer at some point in their lives it's all about picking the right song for oh, yeah. you know what you know what the conversation's talking about it, and the guys that have done it for a while they know what they're doing, they can always pull a, an appropriate song, so hey, props, great
3: job by him it's funny though, like you think like baseball they're kind of like almost like a fraternity where you don't like you don't really mess with them. Like other teams don't really mess with other guys like that deep, like that's a harsh, like (laughs) kind of hazing type thing. Harsh, harsh. Yeah. And like, you're bringing up criminal history. Like you're putting it all together. You're putting it all out there because now, like now he's back in the news (laughs) because of this. And you got to think like, he's probably pissed. At whoever made that call and picking that song,
2: he probably is. But maybe don't go do that. Yeah, you know? well, that too.
3: That there's that. But I mean, it's very petty and harsh, and I think it's hilarious. But it I, is fe- I feel like I feel like baseball is a little bit more like old school. Like, hey, let's not put all this out there because now, like, it is gonna kind of put a stain on like Manfred might have to n- make some kind of annou- like not an announcement but I mean like he might have to bring it up like hey like let's not do this
1: guy something's got to be off the table <laughs> criminal charges got to be but like just said there's going to be that guy saying well you shouldn't have done it yeah and imagine that conversation that's being you know
2: to have to have that conversation if you know you're having to call the organist into your office and well, <laughs> talk he, to him about he it he ended up going 0 for
1: 3 Did Did that he really, really, <laughs> yeah with I mean you don't want to go out just imagine what you feel like in your head just the the guilty you know your guilty conscience is kicking in and you're thinking yeah that's me you know <laughs> other guys and walking back to the dugout after striking out he went over 3 2 strikeouts that day you just walking back they're just like thinking yeah you you know, I just, I just, it's, it's a, it's sketchy, like I said. Just a, I, MLB's not going to allow that happen, I don't think, because imagine if everyone, every time he goes to bat, every, every stadium plays it like that for him. Every one of them is like, yep, hit it. That'd be awesome. That reminds me of
2: that story of where Greg, Greg Maddox got aroused on the mound and he called Mark Grace, his first baseman, over just to kind of stand in front of him. What story yeah. is this? <laughs> so nobody would see it. And, uh, yeah, man, like that actually happened. <laughs> so,
1: baseball players man they they got their own kind of thing going on baseball players soccer players three louisville soccer players dismissed for rolling the party so they threw a party from that party it's been a covid outbreak oh that's shocking and now louisville is just throwing people out of the out of the program man three players have been uh, thrown completely out a bunch of them have been suspended i got a feeling this is what we're going to see going forward and that brings me to College, SEC, there's been rumors from a, a, a Power Five source that the season's not going to happen and that that news is going to break pretty soon. That's crazy. And if that does happen, I'm seeing that the NFL might have games
2: on Saturdays, which I'm all for. I'd love to. I'd love NFL on Saturdays. I mean, I'm going to miss college football, but if you replace it with some NFL games,
1: I'm good. NFL on Saturdays, it just, it's a party. I oh, wish yeah. the, the whole slate was on Saturdays. I, whenever I read that, man, I said, I'm sorry, college football, take a back seat for this year. Uh, imagine having football all week long. But does that make it because we're seeing, okay, the Cardinals, for example, they've already missed what? Il- there's like 11 games that they have to already make up what happens in football whenever say that it is on saturday does that give you less time you know for the covid restrictions and i hate that it always come back to this covid it's covid radio you know basically yeah. it's all it is right now but what happens if your teams that's less time to make up do you right after that sunday game you have to go to quarantine you don't get that extra tuesday to sunday action your thing has to be monday to saturday
2: no, you're right. That's going to change some things for us for sure. And man, we ought to hit that from a fantasy football angle too. You know, like you're going to have to build your team a different way this year because of this kind of stuff. You know, you're, you're, you're not going to know if certain guys are going to play and you may not find out until the last minute. So maybe we talk about
1: that a little bit on the other side, some ways you can protect yourself. On the other side is the last segment of the show. Hopefully I can get you a few few couple bets here before we get out of here. You're listening to Monday Line ESPN 97.5.
0: listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5 and on espn975.com live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios. Here's Jerry Bo and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline. It's
1: the last segment. We got to go. We got to let you go get ready for that barbecue pit that you have heating up right now. Throw some good steaks on it, get that beer cold. Let's win some money. Before we get out of there, let's touch a little bit on a little bit of strange things going on. And Taco Bell comes out and says that they're going to start serving wings. What? <laughs> the way you say that, that's exactly what my reaction was. What? There's certain places that, that shouldn't do certain types of food. Like, when I used to have a friend that, that we go to Denny's and he would always order, like, the steak. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You know how they have the steak and eggs? Yeah. And I'm thinking, this is not the place to get the steak. You know? Like, you're trying to ball on a budget here. I see what you're doing here. Give me the steak. Rare. Like what? Taco Bell and wings? That's the last thing. I mean, what are they going to be flavored?
2: I don't. I mean, are they going to put like fire sauce on them? I mean, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, what are they? I mean, they do already have queso fries. Hey, that is kind of a. I didn't even think of that. What are they going to do? Their fries,
3: legit. Like they are grossly underrated. They are so good. Yes, I've never had them.
1: I've never had them. They are good. Can you vouch for it?
2: I, I think I have had them. They're, they, I remember them being pretty good. And I mean, so many Taco Bells are also a KFC, so I guess I figure they're making fries anyway for the KFC side. So I wonder if, I wonder if Taco Bell's fries are really KFC's fries if they're their own fries. I don't know. Either way, they, those are like wedges, though. Are they
3: like wedges? So yeah, they can't be because the yeah they're different than that. Yeah, they, they're different. They're like battered, but they have a uh, like kind of like a spicier kind of dry rub in that mix
2: yeah i think yeah you're right they are different but at least they do have fryers in the building so that makes sense but yeah queso fries not bad i'm still not eating the
1: steak at denny's though i'm, I'm not going that route yeah so i was reading on twitter last night and it brought me to my next question here what's too early to start doing lawn work or too late because i guy dune here said and it was late last night i'm talking about real late dark for sure closer to midnight obviously but and he said man what the hell my neighbor's mowing right now at which point lance Zerlan comes back and he says cocaine <laughs> it's a hell of a drug so at that point i started thinking because my neighbors man there you are guys that come these boys are out here cutting at like 5 15 a.m like it's Ooh, not no 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 they're cutting i don't know why my neighbor's house has to be the first stop to their day but every Wednesday morning at about five fifteen, five thirty, I'm talking about it's dark outside and these boys are mowing.
0: Dude, what's too late and that? what's
1: too late or too early? I think it needs to be. It depends.
2: Weekdays and weekends, I think, are different, right? You know, I've had that neighbor that's out at you know seven thirty, eight in the morning mowing on a Saturday. That that's not cool. I, I think you got to at least wait till like like nine in the morning on the weekend. <laughs> on a Saturday, yeah, on a Saturday, you know, it's like you don't need to be out there doing that at seven, eight in the morning. It's like. You know, you'd know, you like to sleep in a little bit on the weekends. During the week, I think as long as you're... If you're doing it by 7 a.m., I don't
1: have a problem with that. So, whenever he started talking about labor and, and late late night labor and then cocaine came up to it, it brought me to a story. I was one time at this party. I don't even know we're going to end this show like this, but check this out. I was at this party. Drinking cake party. There's, there's blackjack going on. I mean, it's, it's, it's going down. Then all of a sudden, these guys, they were partaking, I guess, in their cocaine habits well all of a sudden they come up with the idea that they can replace the guy's house that we were at their his fence the guy's it was i don't know why he listened to this it's i mean it's like 11 8 p.m you know what i mean it's late all of a sudden those guys are like man we can replace that fence you need to get replaced Well i mean you just got you could just pay some coke <laughs> long story short he pays them they start tearing down this fence, man. I remember saying, I was playing blackjack in the other room, like, and I remember hearing just, boom, they're tearing. Remember that? So they have to demo the other one. They have to take down a fence. And it's like, I mean, it's it's like late now, man. They've already got paid. They've already spent their winnings, per se. Um, they they spent the paycheck. Now they have to do the duty, and, and these fools just start, they're all coked up running Head first into this fence, just tearing it down like madmen, right? And all of a sudden I start thinking, man, it's two thirty in the morning, these neighbors, the neighbors come out. Man. Of course they do. And they're like, they're pissed. And that's the last thing. I was pretty uh drunk. So I, I passed out, right? I was like, man, I gotta I woke up and those dudes were all passed out, two of them in the yard, and there was no fence. <laughs> no fence, bro. I, and Every time that I think about that, when people bring up like doing labor at work and I was thinking, what was going through the minds of those guys starting to – building a fence is work. Yeah, <laughs> like is. work, work. Doing it at 2.30 after you've been drinking and partying, that's real work. And then going out there and just starting beating – I mean – Bro, they were they were knocking the poles. Those wooden. You, you have to put the state. Yeah. The, the, I mean, they were knocking those around at two thirty in the morning. I think back to that, and I, I think like those neighbors had to looked outside. Imagine if like, you're what the hell's going yeah, on? Yeah. You hear boom, <laughs> boom, and then you look out your window, and then your whole backyard is defense is gone. First off, and then you're seeing. I mean, these fools. They were running and doing like shoulder, like <laughs> just out there all
3: under the influences of Dude, who knows what that remind that like i guess i've repressed this memory but this is hilarious so real quick in high school like we would just go around like cause trouble in all these neighborhoods whatever and we're all just walking around my buddy's neighborhood and there's like kind of like a dirt path that leads up to there's like a big culvert ditch and then on the other side of it is uh the backside of somebody's fence so he's one, one guy that we're just hanging out with, he's like, you want me to see me uh, run through that fence? We're like, no way that you're going to make it through that fence. Full sprint from, like, 30 yards out, he just jumps and tucks and hits it and goes straight through the fence. And we're just dying laughing for, like, 30 minutes after that. And he's just laying on the ground like oh that hurts so bad <laughs>
1: it's funny man if you think back of those moments right when people would just do random things uh we were sitting around drinking one time man and our friend he uh he was like i guess he was american asian he had some asian in him but he was a real big bruce lee guy so he would always try to do like bruce all of a sudden he said man i'm gonna do a flip like you know when you run up the wall and you kind of flip backwards yeah. and we've been drinking as soon as he, he throws that out there, all of us, I mean, we looked at each other like, don't nobody say no. Like, <laughs> nobody say no. He said, watch this, man. I can I can, I can can run off that wall. Man, I, I promise you. He, it's really, you know, when you take probably about two or three steps and then you kick back. Sure. He took one step and his ankle just creased. Just <clears throat> I'm talking about, he goes, he goes like neck first into the wall and he busts his like eardrum. I'm talking about a little blood come out right here. I'm uh, serious. And we're just sitting there like, what in the world? You always have that friend. I had a friend, uh put what was it 22 fire sauces and one bean burrito <laughs> i mean what are we doing here you know late night 22 fire sauces when he picked up the burrito i'll never forget it was pouring it, it was yeah like, there's no way that you that like oh it, was, it would just be like liquid it was out pouring it. out like uh, like he, he 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 basically shut one into the the tortilla and it was like a it was like a packet it was a pouch it was a it was a tortilla pouch fire sauce, and he just basically dumped it into his mouth. It was disgusting. I don't even know why we're talking about this. <laughs> oh, man.
2: I had a buddy of mine that, you know, that there was like a Wendy's right there on 6th Street in Austin, and apparently like, he tried to walk through the drive through window and get food, and he passed out just in the bushes next to the drive through window, and he woke up in the hospital with, like, tubes in him, and he didn't know what happened, so he pulled all the tubes out of himself and snuck out of the hospital, and then when he, he got, went back to Dallas and a week later, he got a bill from the emergency room that his wife showed to him, like, what's this?
1: <laughs> like oh, he thought he got away with it. And I'm like, dude, they had all your information. <laughs> and we're gonna end the show on that note. I hope you enjoyed it. It's uh it's getting closer to football. I promise you it gets a little bit more serious as we get there. But for right now, we hope we entertained you. We hope we got your barbecue pit nice and hot. Get those beers going. We're going to win some money. Thank you for hanging out like you do every single Sunday. Signing off for the squad it's Josh Jordan, it's Tyler Cito, and it's Jerry Bono's with a Z. Peace! ESPN 975.